Yay Networks. Hey, I'm Jenna. And I'm Francisco. You know, we are new parents trying to navigate this chapter of our lives while trying to run our own businesses and doing our best to stay mentally and physically fittish. I don't know how good we're doing at that. Here's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> don't read it so much. <laughs> We've had to make a lot of compromises in the relationship, but it's sure. worth it, right? Yeah. You've, I, there've been, there's been moments that I wanted to post something on social media and you're like, you're not going to post that, are you? That's for us. Well, can you imagine what it would be? I, I mean, I know we just got these tattoos together, but I don't know this dude. I got to go. Babe, the thing is that in that first trip to Mexico, I was aiming for your kidneys, but, <laughs> but I found your heart. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Fittish Podcast. I'm Jenna. And I'm Francisco. Welcome. Which you know, if you listen every week. I don't know if we're acquiring that many new listeners week over week. I think so. I think the, the, the voice is spreading like wildfire. It's so funny when I... I love running into people that listen to the podcast because there are some of you out there and I think they all come to my finished workout event. So they come up to me and they're like, love the podcast. I get a lot of comments like that. Lately. I don't know why. Like I get a lot of DMs. Like I feel like I'm in suicide watch. Like it's like, hey, friend, are you OK? Shut the fuck up. Like it's like I'm dealing with that. Don't worry. Pull it up then. I have too much to. Uh... Let me see. Pull it up. Let's go through your DMs, Fran. This is fun. I'm glad you brought it up. What a great opportunity to publicly go through your DMs. This wasn't even on the show's agenda today. Aren't y'all lucky? Any excuse. Let Look me see. Disney Hand follower. it over. Just looking for a lover. Um, I'm sorry, what? I want you to, yeah, hand over. Let me just freely read your DMs. This could be fun for the show, right? Oh, you're actually letting me do it? That, that one. It's, <laughs> which one? Not which one? Which one is the one? <laughs> oh. Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah. wow. But first of all, I love that you just handed me your phone, actually. This is funny. Um, it is all women, all women, y'all reaching out to Fran to be a shoulder to cry on. Look at you. Hold on, and we're not done. It's all women for the most part. I've only seen one message from a man out of, like, 30. I don't think we have a little like man 30. following. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not really. I know you're. Are you getting so uncomfortable no. if I start really poking around? I don't uh, have anything to hide. You don't, because you put them in another folder. No. No, it's a different phone. No, wait. Let me read the one you were just. Shut up. Where's the one that you were just showing me? Um. Oh, so it's one. Yeah, it's, I, there was a couple. I raised them. But I just keep that one first. I hope you're doing okay. Your last podcast with was emotional for you both, but you sounded choked up. We all go through squabbles like that, but it still sucks. Yeah, someone came up to me this weekend and said, "Jenna, you remind me so much of me and my partner." And I don't, I don't know how old her kid or kids are at this point. She's older than me, but she's like. You know, when Fran starts rambling about his plans that he wants to move to Mexico and do stuff, just let him talk. Just let him, you know, you know, that's probably not going to come to fruition. Sometimes they just need to talk. You just need to let him talk. That was her advice. And I was like, you're right. But like, I think what happens, y'all, and what's hard and. I want to meet her husband. I'm pretty sure we can start a support group. See, you come in firing off shit like this. Like, you're the one that needs a support group. I think what has been hard in the past, we had a good conversation last night because we have had some moments lately of not getting along. And um, like so much so that I said to Fran, like, if you don't help me out around the house more, like it's going to end up being the end of our relationship. And Fran, no fucking kidding, looks at me and goes, oh, no, 
like sarcastically, oh no, why? And I'm like, fuck I didn't yourself. say why. Like, you know, I said, you went, oh, oh no. no. But like, so condescendingly, like, so it sarcastically. Was I was actually worried. Like, it's like, oh no, how can that be the end of a relationship? Oh, she lies. Just no. own it at least. Even the therapist that we had met with in the past was like, you can choose to be dismissive of your partner's issue. Oh no. And I'm like, can you just help me a little more around the house? So, you know, yes, typical squabbles and it's hard. And I think where y'all catch us very intimately when we go to record and it's been interesting. Like I thought it would be wonderful to record the podcast from the house. As you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, I look like shit. I've been sitting behind the desk since 8am working this morning and it's the afternoon now. Um, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, we record, you know, not, usually just like a day or two before you hear the show. So you're getting very fresh versions of us. And often right leading up to the moment we start recording the podcast, it can get kind of heated. You know, if I'm like, be here half an hour before, so we can talk about what we want to talk about. And Mr. Talent rolls in at like, you know, one minute late and I'm like setting up all the equipment and that's what happened last week. So I was coming into the show really annoyed and really frustrated. And so I think that's hard because of course that's, that's going to come out here and there. So, um, how are you today? I feel good today. I had a, I made a to-do list. I've been pretty productive. I organized the pantry this morning. Amazing. Did you see that? Yes. You did? Yes. I noticed. Yeah. I think I, um, but no, I'm doing good. I mean, I'm tired. I've just been tired in general lately, but I think that's like an everyday thing, you know? I think Fran and I are trying to figure out how to communicate better with each other. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. See, so that's like it. That's you're not gonna like expand on. No, that yeah. So I'm doing detail. great. Like uh, a little of the same. Like I think saying tired is just like very old at this point. Yeah. Right? So I'm just doing my normal, but I'm happy. Remy is great. We're doing good. Yeah. Um. Your mom is here helping us, which is always amazing. I saw a woman talking about this on social media yesterday, and it just really resonated with me. And for those of you that I know so many of you that listen that have had children or are going through it right now, you're ahead of Francisco and I by years or by months or days. I think we get a lot of feedback from people that, you know, you're really you that we resonate with you because of our honesty about our issues. But Something that I try and maybe it's just pointless. And I was saying to Fran last night, like it's almost impossible to share. It's such a sick joke, right? That having kids is in a way because it's like the most wonderful thing ever. But yet there's so many things that you and your partner just, you know, you're going to have to compromise on. You're not going to see eye to eye on. It's a whole new challenge thrown into the relationship. And for me, I think I've had a hard time expressing. And if you're expecting a child, right? Um, I think what's most overwhelming for me has been the reality that, and I hope this doesn't, this might've been hard for me to take when I was pregnant, that it's, it's not true that you're going to feel like yourself again. Like people will say, yeah, it gets so much better after like eight weeks. Right. Or some people say 12 weeks or some people say, make it through the first year. I wish someone had just looked at me and said, Jenna, honestly, like you're never going to feel like yourself again. You're going to, it's like, you're a new different person with a new identity. And that has been really hard for me being almost 40 years old, having a child with this identity. I've been really confident and comfortable in for so many years of my life that now I find a lot of my day when I'm not also like trying to make money and work is doing stuff around the house, right? Like 
cleaning and cooking and all those kind of like silent tasks that are really important that for me, yes, I know that I'm maybe I'm spoiled or lucky or whatever, but I didn't do as much of that. You know, when I was working before I had a child, I would either let it be messy or I'd pay a maid once a week. And now we're not having a maid as frequently. And we've been talking about kind of like managing money better. And it's just hard because there's also like a lot of mess. What was she today? What? She's sick. Oh, wow. She's me. She's mean? She's me. Well, how is she so mean? Me. Hmm? Me. Oh. She, where is the maid today? The maid is me. Oh, good. <laughs> Not mean. She's wonderful. She's sick. What is she? Is everything okay? We need to sell a care package? She's okay. She yeah. just said she wasn't feeling good, so she didn't want to come today. She's okay. going to come next week. Good. So that means it's me today. That's the point. Okay, how about uh, an email that we got following up from last week's show? Because we talked about sleep training, and a lot of you have a lot of feedback on that, of course. And uh, it's all been really cool, actually. Everyone's been really great about it, whether you sleep train or not. So I'm glad to know we don't have a super judgmental audience, or at least you don't vocalize it as much, because that is something that Fran and I have had a really hard time. Well, we've been honest. We just don't agree on it, right? Um Cam wrote us and said, hey, Jenna and Fran, I was listening to the latest episode and something Fran said really stuck with me and compelled me to write regarding sleep training. When Fran said he simply couldn't because he, quote, has a heart. I just, what? No. (laughs) Jenna, you're so much more patient with this than I ever was. We have three. We all sleep train them much earlier than 12 months. And my husband was always fully on board. It was because he read the research and saw the obvious value, but also because he trusted that I knew what I was doing when I said, this is what we're going to do. It's literally teaching your child a lifelong skill. You're removing sleep crutches and teaching them to self-soothe. I won't drone on with the research, but it really comes down to teamwork for you guys. This is so small potatoes. This is nothing. I hate to say it. You already know, but parenting doesn't get much easier. It gets so much harder and the stakes get so much bigger and Fran needs to... (laughs) mature a little and get some perspective. I know that's harsh, but come on. This is the only this is only the start for you guys with co-parenting and it's quite frankly going to really suck if you aren't aligned on the bigger things. Good luck, Kimberly. You know, Kimberly, this is the thing. To totally have friends back, A because you're my partner, but I also live it with you every day and see where you're coming from. I think what I've matured and woken up to is like things just can't be so black and white like ever anymore. And I try to tell friend that too, like I Yeah, I really wanted to sleep train. But at the end of the day, if your partner's not on board with something, it was like the whole circumcision thing for us. And that was really hard for me. Like I wanted to circumcise and you didn't. Unfortunately, there's like no compromise to be made on like cutting foreskin off a penis. Like you either do it or you don't do it. Like you can't like compromise and go halfway on that. (laughs) Trim it a little bit. But I'm trying to it's hard, right? Like you just have to kind of choose your battles and you just have to kind of go with the flow. Um, and so, yeah, so it has been hard for me and I'm sure I, I'm frustrated about it because I know the effect it has on our relationship. I mean, we're, you're like taking him to the guest room in the middle of the night. Well, I'm thinking it, we him. can take it. I, I started taking it to the guest room so I didn't wake you up. So last week after it, he, Fran was like, okay, I'm going to try it. So we have done it in portions. We've just haven't successfully done it. So Fran will make it through the first round of crying. He goes back to sleep for a couple hours. And then at like 12 or one or 2am, whatever time it is, Fran, Fran looked at me. This was like last week. And I think and you were like in the dark and you're, you're like, sounds like he's being dismembered and someone's pouring lime juice on him. I'm going to go check it out. And I was like, okay, sweetie. Cause you know, you just are like, this is, it is so difficult. 
Fran cannot handle it. So like Fran is also my partner who I like chose to have a child with. So what am I going to do? Like tie him up. I don't wake him up when I hear Remy crying. I have the noise machine on. I hear it. You know, well, you, mom, you always yeah, hear yeah, yeah. it. I stopped. I stopped waking you yeah. up. I wanted to wake you up so we could like be in this together. But then I realized you were just going to run in there like the house was on fire. So I just stopped waking you up. And at some point you'll wake up when he gets really loud. And then then I'll wake up again and you're like gone. You've abandoned me and you're in the guest bedroom with him in the middle of the night. So last night it was like, he's soaking wet. I mean, he had been crying for like 40 minutes. I thought we made it a pretty long time. No, and he has been, <laughs> he was going back to bed. He's really good at self-soothing. However, when it's like no, he's not. when it's like minus twenty-five degrees outside and he's soaking wet, like there's a reason that that boy has. He's smart. He's not good at self-soothing, but you know what? This is what it is, and I just try to try to tell myself, you know relationships are a lot of work and having a child just makes it even more difficult, especially, you know, you and I already had occasional communication issues and like balance of power issues, I'm sure. And so, I don't know, we had a good conversation about it last night and, you know, I've tried to express to you, like, I get that I ask for stuff around the house, but I feel that, you know, I, you sometimes interpret it as like, you don't do it. Like I'm framing it. Like you don't do anything around the house, you know, but it's not that as much as it's like, you know, we bought a home. There's just like, there's more square footage. There's more to clean. I have more heavily invested in it because we own it and I'm proud of that and excited about it. So, um, yeah, of course I care more about the, pantry and the trash and the stuff and the dishes you know and so that's what i'm just asking for like not that you don't do enough but Absolutely. like i need more because as a partner that would make me very happy i think that there's something that we complement each other very well you looked at that plane and i looked more in the mechanical things. like i make sure that the house mechanically works and things work and if something not like i get it fixed maybe not immediately sure but I see that. I just think that sometimes it's also about that's like saying your partner asked for. No, no, no. You know, so, it's like the love uh, language it's conversation. It's valuable, absolutely. And and we talked about it yesterday. And I I told you it was about to be a big effort to be more proactive in things that care that you care about. Yeah. I think that's what's hard, right? It's like the love language conversation with men and women. We're so different. You know, your love language that you show, we tend to show the love language that we want to receive. And that's not always what your partner wants. So it's just about trying to get on the same page about what each other desires. If you're like, we're not having enough sex. I want to have more sex. Okay. Well, let's figure out how to have more sex. <laughs> you know, let's like make it fun, make it interesting. Let's talk about what you desire and what you want. Like you just have to be open and honest about what you want more of. Right. And I hope what you want more of is not motorcycles, but we're going to get to that here in a little bit on the show because uh, for those of you that follow on social I, media. I never want less. You never want less motorcycles? Nor motorcycles, nor sex. You never want less. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't like, gotten to that point. Yeah, that it's just like too much like sex and too raw, many motorcycles. Like bleeding. Why don't you just fuck the motorcycle? It, it is, it is kind of hard, you know? It doesn't give you the feedback sexually that you will like it'll give you a feedback in a different way but sexually is not the best partner not totally up your alley and what you're looking for no yes yeah, so um francisco 
had a little bit of a surprise for me last week. And, you know, that was really, that was really exciting for me. We'll talk about that here in You're just welcome. a little bit. <laughs> I just want to surprise you. I swear you watch Moana once and it becomes this like addiction for you. You're welcome. I've been saying you're welcome way before you're welcome started. Really? Yeah. Before The Rock yeah. and Moana? Yeah. It's not like I invented it. I didn't start saying um, Califrati, Listy, whatever Mary Poppins said. That just rolled off your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded beautiful. Could you say that again for no. everyone? Yeah, it's Califragilistico no. Espiralidoso in Spanish. Califragilistico espiralidoso. Super califragilistic expialidocious. Exactly. Is that English. what you said? Yes. Yeah. I think I said it right. I haven't said I that in a long time. So you you did good. You had a couple seconds practicing. Mary Poppins? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while either. That was a good movie. The remake? The remake, the new one, yeah. Yeah, you watch a lot of TV with Remy. Well, not a lot. During the weekends, I give him a little more of screen time. But the things that something I noticed during the, during the weekdays. Not a lot. Remy was going from Miss Rachel yesterday, watching TV until I think the Bengals game was over last night. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's why I said during the week. And yesterday I was gone half of the day. Uh, but during the week, I tried to keep his screen time very low. We actually like to play some music, classical music in mm. the morning. Mm-hmm. and play around and there's a point where he just wants to watch miss rachel and he watched miss rachel for an hour ish maybe two yeah. all depends the time he wakes up and he gets into his very learning toys that we have for him we get to the learning activities mm-hmm it's amazing how structured you are with him. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. I almost we don't have, believe we have it. A schedule. You have sure. a schedule? Yeah. yeah. Music at the beginning. His, his day starts with classical music. And we get to his scene, wake up, and we start playing a little bit. And then he's in between, like, things to do. So we watch Miss Rachel. Yeah, he's very close. I think he's on the precipice of walking. And I don't really know at what point when they're standing and holding on and cruising, how long it takes for them to actually start taking those steps because he can kind of stand and take his arm off and stand there and then plop on his butt. So it's exciting, but it's funny with the developmental stuff because he's teething and he has all these teeth all of a sudden and he's a little bit fussy and he's, you know, anytime they start to develop and I always read in case it makes you feel any better. And I'm sure y'all have read this. I don't come on here and pretend to be a parenting expert. I just like to share the stuff I've read with y'all, but they tend to kind of act up and have sleep disruptions and all of those things you kind of go, Oh yeah. And then like, they'll all of a sudden have a major developmental milestone. Like if they're going through a leap and you'll go, oh my God, that's what's going on. You know, they're about to crawl or roll over or walk or, you know, they'll clap. It's just this, like, I'm surprised you have not announced to everyone his new favorite thing to say lately. And I know it's kind of crazy because he actually talks a lot for an yeah. 11 month old, but he's been finally he's saying Papa. Papa. Yeah. Well, it's just amazing. Like it's not about, I think I haven't been focusing a lot on that because we have heard it before, but it's a lot of things that encompass that. Like 
not only Papa, he can say, he says bye-bye. Yeah, he says bye-bye. He says... Bird. Bird. And ball. He says... Califragilisticos Peraldosios. Um, no, but he's his Well, no ball. surprise. He's going to talk our ears off probably, which really excites me. I'm going to tell myself even when he's annoying me that I'm just excited because I just want someone that talks to me a lot anyway, even if I'm annoyed because I just don't have anyone that wants to talk to me enough. You don't talk to me enough. Oh, I think, uh, I think we're going to be able to balance, uh, take turns. What are you sure. drinking, by the way? I saw you come in the room with your shaker. Are you having a Huel? So I'm. I've been eating, drinking Huel. It's funny. I know you don't know to say if you've been eating or drinking when it's a full yeah, meal like, supplement, it's, right? It's like it really fills you up, makes you feel like good. you eat a meal. Yeah, like you eat a meal. So this is the real intention behind Huel, though. That's what's great, you know. Yeah, Huel Black Edition is a high protein, nutritionally complete meal in a convenient shake. And so this means it has everything your body needs in two scoops. So 27 essential vitamins and minerals and 40 grams of protein, which if you're like me and tried for one day to count your macros, you know how important it is to measure out that protein. No, I've been doing a lot better. I actually, I got us some groceries. I cooked food last night. I love, I love shakes like this, um, this Huel one we've been having since, I don't know. I think they sent it to us around Thanksgiving. So you and I've gotten to dabble in it and yeah, I really enjoy it. It just makes it so easy because I know that it's healthy. And for me, I've actually really struggled in the past to find good meal shakes that, um, really kind of have all these ingredients and also don't have certain ingredients because a lot of the stuff yeah. has a lot of garbage in it. You know, if you've ever tried different sorts of shakes and most all the ones that are really popular have like a lot of lactose and that's really difficult for me. I can't do it. So like whey protein and stuff like that's that. That's something that's specifically great for me. Yeah. It's vegan, naturally gluten-free, lactose-free, zero artificial sweeteners, naturally flavored, has omega-3 and 6, GMO-free, um, has D2 and D3 vitamins, and it works out to about $2.50 per 400-calorie meal. And that shaker that Fran has, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to get that shaker for free along with a free T-shirt with your first order when you go to Huel, H-U-E-L, like fuel with an H, Huel.com slash fittish to claim your free t-shirt and shaker with that first order. But this is just so easy, especially days like today, Fran, like and I've been sitting there working all morning. It's so easy to go in there and just make a shake and not have to prepare food. Just to add on a little bit, the taste is amazing. This one is the cinnamon roll mm. and it's so it. good. So mm. it's, it's not only a meal, it's a dessert. It's a dessert. It's a treat. It's just a whole thing. It encompasses everything your body needs, even dessert. Yeah, sometimes I'll actually blend it with ice if I'm getting real fancy and I wanna and I don't care about a few more calories. I'll throw some fruit in there as well. It's it, or, oh, wow. or I'll make it Look with almond you, milk instead almond milk instead of water. I know Huel I'm so mate. fancy. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, really good. Again, that's huel.com slash fittish with that first order, and you can get that shaker for free along with a t-shirt. Okay, so I'm gonna set the stage here a little bit for y'all of what happened last week. And I think this is this story is lighthearted-ish and funny, um, but it does kind of go back into the fact of why 
y'all understand we have communication issues. When I ask Fran every day, like, what's on the agenda? What are you doing today? Oh, I just have some meetings. Okay, bye. Mm, great. So I'm at the office. I'm about to have an important Zoom call. And so I'm like kind of dressed up and I'm walking to the back and I see a guy get out of this like giant, dirty 18 wheeler hauler. I don't know what you call that contraption, right? That he was driving. Flatbed. Flat bread. Not bread. No. Flat. I thought a flatbed's like a truck. So it's a uh, 18 wheeler with a flatbed. Okay. So huge. Basically like the contraption that you would see when they're loading like 30 cars, you know what I mean? You'll see like a brand of car, like someone's driving 30 cars across the country, right? So on the back of this is a truck that's so brown gray, you can't even see through the windows, a pickup truck along with a um, trailer. And um, that thing is just fully dust covered, right? Um, Almost like laughably so. And this guy's in a t-shirt. He's so nice, this truck driver. And he comes up to the door. I answer it along with one of the girls from my team. And I'm like, hey, can we help you? And he's like looking very confused, holding a clipboard. And he's like, yeah, um, I have a delivery of that for here. And I laughed like, oh, you have the wrong address, man. Like, that's not for us. Like, we're a skincare business. And he laughed. He's like, yeah, like, y'all don't look like you ordered this. I'm like, well, who's it to? Or did they put a contact number? And I look at his sheet. He shows it to me. I didn't see the contact number in the moment, oh, clearly. Uh, but but it says bike guy. And I'm like, yeah, bike guy's not here. There bike guy. Something... Who the fuck is bike guy? So there's something in the back of my head that's like, this fucking Fran. This isn't Fran. There's no way this is Fran. He would tell me. He's my partner. He's the father of my son. He would tell me if he's getting this dropped off in front of my place of business. So I go back to do this phone call because it's already about to start. And Victoria stays up there and he's like, I'm going to go call the number. So I'm walking back to do the phone call. I'm about to start this Zoom. And I hear Victoria scream, it's Fran. The number he called was Fran's. So of course, <laughs> then I'm like ready to meet. It was kind of a serious meeting, like with people that I don't know very well. So I had to like be on and then it lasts for like 45 minutes. So I can't even get resolution to this issue. And Danny and I are sitting there going, looking at each other being like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That's for Fran. Of course it is. So then, then, of course, we finish and Fran's up in the front. And I'm like, you want to tell me what's going on? He like puts his finger up to my face and is like, I don't have time right now, but I will. And, of course, that's terrible to not get a resolution to what's going on. I see you out there. I'm thinking, this isn't good. I mean, that truck, I mean, it is off the Breaking Bad set. Like, I was certain was there was dirty. meth in there. It was dirty. It was dirty. It looked like what Walter and Jesse were, like, originally making meth in with their small business. I mean, I was terrified well, to go the in the back of that. Well, that's that they sent. Yeah. I was terrified to go look in the back of that. So that, much to my surprise, you're all dressed up. I walk around the back of it with you. It's so annoying because you're on your phone talking to someone else completely unrelated to the whole scenario. So you don't even like have time for me or the truck driver to explain what's going on. So then I just got annoyed and went back into my office. So y'all, it literally took me like hours to get to the real story of what was going on here. I still don't think I've been told the whole truth, but you open it up and there's two giant 
Harleys in the back of that trailer. That trailer's pretty cleared out other than cabinetry. I don't know if there's drugs in there. I'm still not really sure what's going on. There so can you enlighten in us and let us know what the deal yes. is? First of all, there's no drugs in there. Just for any law enforcement that could be listening to this podcast. It's in front of our home. So that's wonderful for us. So, you know... One thing and another. Just get to the... This is what's so annoying. You know. No. None of us fucking know. So none I have of us know. a client that we have had multiple deals together. What kind of deals? Real estate deals. He's bought homes from you. Real estate. Yes. Real estate, not homes. Commercial. Other things. Mexico. Um, U.S. So he called me. He's like, hey, um, as you know, I have these couple things and you know i know you're a huge bike guy you want him we can bike guy so it's like well let's let's try to sell some let's try to keep some we'll figure something out yeah so i'd like just send it send it to dallas and this guy Put it in an 18 wheeler, send it here. And I was like, well, an 18 wheeler is not going to get into my home. It's not going to get into my office. It's going to get into Fetish office. So I knew it was coming in. And that morning, I was about to tell Janet, like, hey, babe, uh, by the way, you're going to see an 18 wheeler coming up in your ha- uh, at your office. Let me know when it's there. I'll swing by. But then I said, like, you know, life doesn't give you enough surprises. It's going to be more fun. With you? Life with you doesn't give me enough surprises? Yeah. So, so, so just don't at any point in time tell her. So it wasn't more like, it was like, it was about to be the funny situation that you get there and there's a huge 18-wheeler with all this paraphernalia. And but it didn't work out that great. <laughs> you know? It smells sketchy. Like when, that's what they say, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans out surprising Jenna. So that's pretty much it. That's your, that's your theory. Tell God about your plans about surprising Jenna to make him laugh. That's your adaptation of that. Yeah. The problem is it's like we bought a home that just so you'll have a little bit so I can paint a picture a little bit for you. Cause those of you that have followed us for a while know that I'm like, if you come home with one more motorcycle and then he does, then it's OJ's Bronco. And then it's like a motorcycle with a sidecar, like all that. haha, So funny. So the real gist is that Fran's like really good at buying and selling things online. <laughs> and so it's kind of like his fun hobby, right? He makes some extra money because you're really good buying and selling watches. You have great contacts. So he'll buy and sell watches and he buys and sells motorcycles and he just, I think you're good at getting a deal. You're good at knowing the market and doing it. So I don't have any issue with that. The problem like right now is that there are still a handful of boxes and Christmas decorations we need to put away. Your car is perfectly parked in the garage along with two motorcycles. One that I don't think belongs to you that you're like holding hostage. Right. And then and then then this monstrosity is parked in the entire front part of our home. And I mean, it's at least like a couple hundred feet long from start to end. A couple hundred. Yeah, it's like a yacht. It's like the trashiest version of a yacht. No, the truck's actually pretty cool. 
But then Brian's telling me like, yeah, I think I'm going to keep the truck and park it where you now are like the, the temporary owner of four motorcycles that I even know of. And I don't eat, I don't, y'all, I can't even park in front of our own house outside on the street. Y'all see the issue. So compromise What's compromise here. Can well, the, the next somewhere? one is a smart car. So it's going to be tiny. So no worries. My next vehicle <clears throat> coming in 18 wheeler. That wasn't the question. We're talking about your next vehicle. We're talking about when, at what point does the mother of your child get to park in the garage of the home that we purchase? That's an excellent question. We're going to put it in the schedule. Let's make a plan. Um, I'm aiming give and take soon. Sooner than later. I want the truck. I want that gone this week. I mean, I don't care where it goes. I just don't want it in front or in back of our house. Okay. Is that fair? Can well, we, can I you cannot find make that promise. Why? Because it's, it's snowing. And it's icy. Wouldn't you think I I'd like promise. to park inside? You can get to park inside, absolutely. And you'll park out on the street. Yes, I don't mind. I, I really don't mind. I thought I I go in and out the house less than you. So when I don't start forgetting shit. But so that's why I thought you were more comfortable outside because you just run, go out, you don't have to open two gates. You can stay inside. I don't mind. My car can stay outside. But I think the truck is going to stay there for a little longer than a week. I'm not going to say three weeks, but I'm going to say maybe two. If you all want to call, for, file complaints, and get anything towed, I'm totally okay with that. It'll probably be me at some point. I'm gonna call and file a complaint, and then the cop's going to come up to the front door and be like, I don't know what that's doing there. Towing it is going to be pretty expensive. I hope you sell it and make good money. Yeah. But so that's the yeast. Uh, the yeast. The the jest of it, and um, <laughs> and yeah, like I'm sorry, it didn't surprise you. That surprise didn't sit well. It's like when Fran tries. Fran means well, but I don't know if we told you all the story about my birthday and. You know, I had just had Remy a couple months prior to my birthday last year, and I know I just feel like you have such great intentions, but your surprises don't really hit the mark. And I feel like I try to advertise myself well to you, like this is what I want, this is who I and am. That's what I do, and normally that <laughs> Hi, doesn't ever happen. I don't want anything, and um, or I'm like just like buy me a massage, <laughs> and you're like. Massage? Did you say party bus? I'm like, no. I said massage. A quiet night at home. I'm like, a party at a club? I'm like, no. <laughs> On my birthday this last year, I it was so funny how it played out because I said to him, I was like, I want to go. There was like a new Italian restaurant that had opened. I was like, I want to go with like just maybe a couple of friends to dinner. That's it. Like, let's get a babysitter. Um, I think actually. Yeah, we had, my, we had my mom around or something. Remy was still so little and I just wasn't feeling great. You know, it was like barely two months postpartum. I was like, uh, low key. And then at the last minute I was like, we didn't have a reservation there or something. And I was like, no, I was like, I just want to like go to a brewery or like have a beer and just see like a friend or two. I'm just not really in the mood. I want to wear like very casual, right? That's just what I said. And so, and when I told my friend that on the phone, I was like, would you be okay just like meeting up somewhere later and having a beer? 
And she's like, oh, so you didn't like the party bus? And I thought she was kidding. And then I talked to another friend who I was like, hey, like, I don't think we're going to do anything. And she's like, oh, so you didn't like the party bus. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold up a second. What happened here? Apparently you had arranged a party bus for two couples. One they girl were, was I pregnant. Three couples. Three and, couples. Yeah. But one girl that was pregnant to go to the star in no, Frisco. So we were about to go to a really nice restaurant that they just opened um, near the start in Frisco. And I was like, well, if we're going to be driving up there, let's make it fun. But yeah, no good deed. And then you make me feel bad about it. Like, I'm ungrateful when I'm like, I just had a baby. Like, I literally, no, I think it would be cool if, like, a partner's like, all I want is to, like, go sit on a patio and have a beer. Like, that's literally all I want. I don't want a cake. I don't want a song. I don't want it. balloons. I don't want anything. I just want to, like, go have a beer and get out of the house for an hour. And so then he then it turned into, like, a whole fight because then he's, like, upset that I didn't want to do it. And it was No, I wasn't thing. upset. It was just, like, sometimes I have a hard time planning things because it seems... You think that that you're very straightforward with what you want, but sometimes you bounce one side or another, and you were like, I want this nice restaurant reservation, and then you go, no, I want low-key. So I actually had the nice restaurant reservation, and one of them couldn't make it at the time of the restaurant, so it's like, well, maybe she wants all of them to go. So I made the other reservation, and the party was, was just a mode of transportation. Party bus just was like... Yeah, we weren't about to go through uptown in a party bus for three hours. It was just like, just a nice limo. You might as well booked that car that you have to pedal as you drink beer. It's like my worst fucking nightmare. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm sorry. I already have it for your next birthday. Where where people are like pedaling around as they're drinking. Like, I don't want to pedal as I'm hanging out. Yeah. They have a blast on that thing, though. Like, whenever you see people, they're so turned up. I'm just waiting for a guy to run them over. That's a big contraption. I know. Have you seen the people texting and driving? Just in general? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad out there. Well, especially you get like one-tenth of an inch of ice on these streets. Well, let's bring Remy in for the show. He's smiling. <laughs> before we before we go, someone said have Remy on. I'm like, well, he doesn't really say a whole lot, but we can try. Come on, Remy. Come talk on the podcast for a second. Show everyone how smart you are. Can you say Papa? 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 Mama? Your first appearance isn't going well. Papa? Papa? Can you say Easy. Okay, so he's just. You say bye-bye? Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Bye, bud. So then we're in the phase where if you take time, we're going to cry. Well, you could do good ASMR. Yeah. As we're bragging on him, like he's saying so much and then he doesn't Mama. have a damn thing to say when he comes on. What a creep. Why is he breathing into the microphone like that? Mama. Bye-bye. 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 Say bye-bye, Remy. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
बाय